ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast, what we're going to talk about is FOGO. Now, I know you're probably wondering, what the hell is FOGO? (laughs) FOGO is an acronym, if you will, F-O-G-O, Fear of Going Out. Um, now, that might sound a little strange to some of you, but it may not be as strange as you may think. Uh, at the time of this recording, we are still, <laughs> unfortunately, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, COVID-19 I think at the time of this recording has uh, unfortunately killed over 700,000 people in this country. I don't even know what the number is worldwide, but it's crazy. Um, And what I wanted to get on here and talk about was just kind of how we got here and how we deal with it. And normally I don't talk about, you know, current events, but I mean, this is the pink elephant in the room. I really can't avoid not talking about it i mean if you listen to the podcast you know a couple months back from the time of this recording uh i had one of my best friends dr jamel pacinger on uh and we talked about covid and talked about the vaccines and um you know very spirited conversation and you know really a lot has happened since then but you know to be honest not much has changed um But I just want to give you kind of my perspective a little bit. Uh, The thing that I try to do here, particularly if I'm talking about current events, is I'm going to deal with the facts. Okay, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of opinions. I'm just going to give you the facts, the raw, the real. COVID is real. Fact. COVID is can kill you. Fact. All right. So we got that out the way. So I think the thing that really brought me to this discussion, I was going through some, I was looking online or something like that, and this article popped out at me, and it talked about FOGO, the fear of going out. And, you know, to some degree, you know, this pandemic has, it's done a lot to a lot of people. Uh, not just those who have perished from it, but, uh, you know, we've had to adjust everything. We had to adjust our way of life. We've had to adjust the way that we do so many things in life. And really, if you are one of the people who actually kind of look at the bright side of things, the good thing is, is that I think a lot of people, you know, even if they don't realize it or not, have been very resilient as far as how they've handled this and how they've gone about their business, being able to adapt and change and and move and do things differently on the fly. I think that's something that we probably don't give ourselves credit for as much credit as we probably should. Um, And I mean, I'll give you something simple as a zoom call, right? I mean, like, you know, prior to COVID, you know, uh, PC pre COVID, um, you know, 
people use Zoom, but it wasn't like that. I mean, but now, you know, people were able to adapt to having their newscast or their podcast or whatever work, whatever you needed to do was done via Zoom or video call. Um, and so, you know, that's a way of adjusting to uh, what is, I guess, a new normal for us. Um, but, you know, it, it's still, you know, you want to adapt, uh, but there's also obviously the fear. Um, and I'll touch on that a little bit in the podcast. Um, but before COVID, obviously, <laughs> uh, we could move about this planet pretty freely. Uh, it's funny. I wish I had time to talk about how you look at some of the things that we used to do before COVID and you wonder how we didn't spread as many germs as we, you know, are spreading now. Um, but, you know, we, we move pretty freely. We could go places. You didn't have to have a mask on. Uh, you didn't have to do this or you didn't have to do that. And you could stand near people and not worry about, um, you know, anything. Uh, and, and that obviously changed, you know, once COVID hit and hit us pretty hard. And, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a whirlwind this last, I don't know, it hasn't been, it hadn't been two years. I'd say a year and 18 months, I guess. Let's just say 18 months. Um, but it's, it's, it's been crazy, you know, uh, how we got to where we are. Um, obviously it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, we've had, we meaning, uh, people in this country, um, piss poor leadership from the top on down. I mean, and it started with Duke because <laughs> I don't call him by his name. It started with Duke, you know, last year uh, as he occupied the seat at the place on Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, you know, I mean, if he had put his foot down and said, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in the house we're going to shut everything down for a month. We're going to mask up. We're not going to go anywhere. P people who are essential need to be out. Other than that, stay in the house. It's going to hurt businesses, but we'll be okay. If he had said that and the rest of the federal government would have followed suit, COVID would have been over within, my guess, 60 to 90 days. We don't lose 700,000 people. But obviously he did. And, you know, for as much as I don't like him, I can't solely blame him because it was a trickle down effect. If, you, if you're the head of the house and you don't have your shit together, then <laughs> the rest of the house will fall apart as well. And, you know, you said, OK, well, hey, we'll put it on the state. So they put it on the state. They said, oh, well, you know, some states, hey, we're going we're gonna to tighten up and everything. Other states, hey, man, y'all do what y'all want to do. I live in the state of Georgia. I live in Atlanta. Um, you know, it was like, and the governor here was like trying to impress Duke, if you will. And so probably after a couple of weeks of a shutdown, it was, he was like, Hey man, barbershops open grocery store. Hey, everything. Let's, let's get back to business. That was the thing. And that was the reoccurring theme. Let's get back to business. Point taken because it's about business. Never get it twisted. 
It's always about money. Any and everything that we do, money is somewhere involved. And I'm not just telling you this because of something that I heard. I'm telling you this because of something that I know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it became that. And the mask, which is something that seemed to be very intelligent, uh, a way to prevent people from getting sick became a political statement. If you had a mask on, you know, I mean, like, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, call me crazy, but if there's a virus, a disease that is killing people. And one of the ways that you can protect yourself and protect those around you is by putting on a piece of cloth and putting it over your nose and your mouth, not around your chin. I don't know why y'all walk around with chin diapers because that's what I call them, chin diapers. I don't know why y'all walk around like that. Or, Or the ones who walk around with the mask over their mouth and not over their nostrils. Science fact. The particles from any virus or anything that is airborne, the easiest places for it to get into you would be through your mouth and through your nostrils because those are open passages. Now, again, I'm not a guy who got great grades in science. In fact, I hated science, but I do remember that from science. Honestly, I do remember it. So, yeah. And washing your hands. The reason why they told you to wash your hands was because, honestly, the thing that touches your your eyes and your mouth and your nose the most is your hands. And we touch our faces probably, I don't know, 100 times a day. And the thing is, you touch your face so often that you don't even remember how many times you touched your face or why you touched your face. But nonetheless, we do it, right? So you got that. And so the mask became a political thing. Like, oh my gosh, you got on a mask. You know, like it was just like it was bad news to put on a mask. And that became a fight and a debate. Well, I can't breathe in my mask. No, dummy. I mean, no, of course it's not, it's not comfortable, but it ain't supposed to be comfortable. You know? So, but that's what it was. And this was last year. And so then there was talk about, hey, well, we can get some vaccines. And there was this this push about if we get these vaccines, we can defeat COVID, right? turn into 2021 and there's hope and there's hope and there's hope that we will have vaccines and lo and behold they come up with three vaccines that will not keep you from catching COVID what the vaccines will do or are supposed to do is prevent in most cases prevent you from going to the hospital you can still get COVID you can still get sick but it's not, it's supposed to be there to prevent you from getting sick enough to the point where you have to be hospitalized, right? It's not a force field. <laughs> it doesn't protect you from getting COVID. You can be vaccinated and still get COVID. That's proven. That's a fact. Um, but once the vaccines arrived, Man, people got cold feet. People got cold feet. They started talking about, I don't know, they rushed it too fast. They made it They made it come out. You know, it was drawn up in a lab, in a German lab, and it's not really real, and it's got saline solution in it. And 
It's got squirrel piss in it. Um, I mean, I think I've heard it all. But nobody's a scientist, right? And so you can only go by what you're being told. Now, the thing I've always stressed on this podcast, and, and I say this, you know, just in life in general, do your research. Most of you, in fact, almost all of you are walking around with a dictionary with an encyclopedia in your hand or in your pocket or in your purse. It's right there. Google is your friend. Now, whether or not you choose to believe what it is that you're reading, that's something different. But information, honestly, is free. (laughs) But so many people ran to Twitter, they ran to YouTube, and, you know, they let people tell them about what the vaccines were or weren't. Um, Like I said on the podcast when I had Jamel on, um, one she's one of my best friends I've known her since I was like seven years old and two I trust her and one of the first things that she said when I told her about my apprehensions about it she said well hey do your research and then secondly the second thing she said go to the doctor and that made all the sense in the world to me because at that particular time it was time for my, my annual physical I'm like, okay, so let me go to my doctor because I need, because I don't honestly, and I'll be honest with you guys, I don't put a lot of stuff in my body other than food and water, period. Like, I don't get headaches, so I don't take aspirin. I rarely get colds. When I get colds, it, <laughs> my wife will tell you, it, it takes everything. <laughs> <laughs> it takes an act of Congress to get me to take cough medicine. I'm just not, I've never put like, I mean, other than, like I said, food and drinks, that's it. And, you know, liquor. <laughs> but I don't even drink liquor like that, to be honest. So I'm I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit more of an anomaly, but I wanted to talk to my physician um, before I, I did this. And, you know, full disclosure, I got vaccinated. Um, was I nervous about it? Mm. A little, but I mean, I was like, okay, you know, it's it's not the first vaccine I put in my body. And I'll touch on that in just a second. But I did the research. I talked to my physician and I made a decision for myself. The one thing I won't do in this podcast, I'm not going to shame anybody who has not taken the vaccine. Right. Because I think there's enough of that going around. That's not my place. Um, the thing that I would tell you is do your research. See your physician, make your own conclusion from there. Now, if you do all of that and it, it still results in you not getting the vaccine, then hey, that's cool. I will say this, and I, I alluded to it on that particular podcast, and I, I can dive a little bit a little bit deeper now. It is clear, and it has been clear for a while that the line in the sand has been drawn between those who were vaccinated and those who weren't. And that's not necessarily anyone's fault per se, but the government has said, Hey, we're going this way. We got this vaccine. Y'all been waiting for it. We want to save people. We want to get back to business. We want to get back to living our life. We want to get back to living our best life. We want to get back to how things used to be. So here you go. 
And some people said, okay, hey, I'm with it. Others said, nah, hold on, player. <laughs> hold a minute. <laughs> I ain't rocking with you like that. And I can understand people's apprehension about it. And again, when it comes to putting something into your body, you know, that's something I think, again, I think you need to do your research, consult with your physician, and then make the best choice for you. Now, if you've done all of that, you know, and, and it, it's, it results in you not taking a the vaccine, then, hey, that's, that's fine. But do know that the line in the sand has been drawn. And if you're on the other side of that line, there are people constantly, hourly, daily, whatever you want to call it, that are making the decisions for those who are on the other side of that line. Like I heard a guy on the news saying that hospitals are at some hospitals. I, I can't remember. It was somewhere in Texas or something. But he said that their particular hospital was making a decision on, you know, who gets a bed, you know, because as these hospitals fill up because people are back outside, um, you know, they're making a decision. If you're vaccinated and you have COVID, you could get a bed. If you weren't vaccinated, okay, good, good luck, buddy. They were sending people home, which I don't think that you're supposed to do. And I don't think that you're, because I think you, you take an oath to, you know, help people the way the, as best you can but in essence if you're requiring hospitalization that they're, they're counting these people out like and and technically you should have a chance to fight this virus this disease with medical care like anyone else i don't think that you should be denied but there are already places that are making decisions like hey if you get sick it is what it is. And and do know that that's probably, while that sounds extreme, that's probably closer to the line that they're going to go going forward the longer that this goes on. Because the medical profession aren't, they're, they're not really looking to, I guess, burn all of their resources for someone that they know that they can't save or someone that they've made up in their mind that they can't save. And again, this is an isolated case. It's just something that I saw in the news, but again, research. Um, so yeah, we, we got here, the vaccines arrived and you know, people got cold feet. People were like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And you know, now it's to the point where obviously employers are like, Hey, <laughs> You don't get that jab, you can't, you, you, you gotta come back to work. Or you can't work here. And then you hear people, oh, well, it's not fair that, you know, my job is requiring me to get vaccinated. It's 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 their place of employment. It's not yours. If you don't, you know the motto. If you don't make the rules, you're expendable. We all are. Everyone that works for someone else. You're expendable if you don't own the company. Learn that the first day of business school at the School of Business at South Carolina State University, where I went to college. If you don't own the business, you are expendable. I don't care how much they pay you, because they can pay somebody else to do the same thing. But that's where it is. 
And so ultimately, you know, you have to make that decision. And again, it's, it's not my decision to make. But I do know that the law and the way that things are going with the government, if you're not vaccinated, it's not going to fall in your favor. And yeah, you can protest it and you can say like, I, and I, I saw the other day that um, there were, I think it was like a hundred nurses at a hospital that got fired because they didn't get vaccinated. Now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but knock wood, knock wood. <laughs> if I got sick, and I went to the hospital, I, I would want the nurse that is, or nurses that would be taking care of me, male or female, I would want them to be vaccinated. I mean, just a thought, just a thought. Same for the physicians, excuse me, physicians that would be taking care of me. I would want the same thing. But, you know, it just depends on the line of work that you're in. If you're a teacher, you know, you might you may have to get that jab. I saw where schools in LA County, if you're of age, you got to get that jab. It is what it is. Um, you know, obviously with me being a parent, uh always my my number one concern is always for the health and safety of my kids. But you know, it's like I tell people all the time, like COVID isn't, it's not standing on the corner with an M16. We're fighting a battle against something that we cannot see. So how do I protect my kids? You know, school started a couple of months ago. It was back in school. There was no more online school. So I was terrified about my kids going back to school. You know, our sons, Two are in college. One is high school freshman. They're all vaccinated because they're old enough to be vaccinated. Our daughter, she's not old enough. She's only 10. And so even in the short time that she's been in school, her class has have to go has had to have gone back online, meaning that they've had to pull kids out of class because of contact tracing twice already within the school year. Because, you know, a little classmate tested positive. Well, how did a little classmate test? The little classmate probably test positive because the parent tested positive. And that's not to say that they were vaccinated. Or not. That information we don't know. But you want to protect your kids at all costs. But, and I was having an interesting conversation with uh, our middle son, Cameron. He's a sophomore in college. And... He made a statement. He said, Dad, I just don't think it's fair that, you, that they're making people get the vaccine. And I told him, I said, Cameron, you know what? That might not be, you may not be wrong in your assessment. I was like, but look at the word when you say make. It gets to a point where you have no choice. And now far be it for me to defend... <laughs> anybody political or any government entity, but what other choice did they have? I mean, we had masks, people didn't want to wear masks, and COVID was just out of control, and it's still out of control. So now they got these vaccines. Okay, well, hey, we got these vaccines. Here you go. Take this jab. And people still don't want to take the jab. So the government is like, and everybody's just like, look, if you don't take this jab, you're on your own. 
And that's pretty much what it's been. And that's pretty much what it's going to be going forward. Now, that's a hell of a spot to put some in because honestly, some people for health reasons can't take a vaccine. Maybe it's not in their best. And I don't know. I mean, like one of my boys, we had a conversation about it. And um, I didn't even know that he was, you know, honestly, it was kind of crazy because we were having a conversation and it wasn't up until that conversation. I assumed that he was vaccinated. But he wasn't. And I mean, it didn't make me fall out. He's still my boy. He's still, you know, we still hang. But, you know, because of his job, he has to get tested because he's not vaccinated. He has to get tested three times a week. But you know what? He doesn't complain about it. He gets it done because he needs that check. You know, it's not to the point where they're saying that, hey, you got to get it or you can't work here. But if it gets worse, that might happen. And if that happens, he has to make a decision. It is what it is. And it's unfortunate that it's come to this point. But, you know, honestly, the, the medical the medical profession is bursting at the seams. We are barely hanging on. If you think that I'm lying, go to your local hospital. And, you know regardless of whether or not you get the vaccine or not, if you're not getting the vaccine, then one thing I can tell you or implore that you do social distance, avoid large crowds, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask, do those simple things. Now you can't be, and and I, I honestly, I think we all should do that. Now avoiding large crowds. I mean, I, I've been to football games. I wear my mask at a football game and I do my best to try to stay away from people. I went to, it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, um, my beloved New York Yankees were in town to play the Atlanta Braves. So I had to go to Braves Stadium and see my boys throw down. Of course, the Yankees won because that's what we do. But I was so happy when it, when, it, when I was picking out my seats. Um, I picked a section in the a nice section in the ballpark where I figured there wouldn't be a lot of people sitting around because I, to be honest, I don't, and it's, it sounds weird to say this, but I, I want to go to sporting events and, and I would rather not be sitting. I would rather be sitting by myself or not around people because I don't want to be around people. And I know, you know, as time goes on, you go to sporting events, you can't help but be around people. You You just can't, you know, but I did what I could as far as my safety was concerned. And I'll continue to do that should I go to any other events. But other than that, you know, it's I'm not going to say it's FOGO for me. It's not a fear of going out, but I'm cautious and I'm, I try to do my best. But I mean, have there, have I been in places that not have my mask on? I mean, yeah, you're in a restaurant. You, you got to take your mask off to eat. You know, and I think if we're being honest, some of the information that we've gotten from the CDC and from Fauci, some of that information has been very confusing because at one point they made it really sound like, yo, if you get this vaccine, you good money. <laughs> like you ain't got to worry about nothing. Like you got a force field on and you're straight, but you get the jab. And then all of a sudden, you know, people who were vaccinated, this Delta variant was breaking that. And I think when the vaccines were created, 
the Delta variant wasn't taken into consideration because it wasn't here. So, you know, how safe is it to be in public? I think it's pretty safe if you're masked up, but I don't know. I mean, I try my best when I'm in public not to be around a lot of people. I mean, if you go to the grocery store, you got to be around people, right? If you go to the mall, you got to be around people. But I refuse to be anywhere in public without my mask on for any long period periods of time. No, I'm not doing that. If I'm eating, if I'm drinking, okay, that's different. But as soon as I stop eating and drinking, I'm putting it back. And again, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess the best way I can describe me and going out, if you will, if you call it going out or leaving my home, is I assume or I try to treat it as if everyone that I'm coming in contact with has COVID. So if I touch something, I'm hand sanitizer and wash my hands. If I give somebody dap, <laughs> I got hand sanitizer and I don't give a lot of dap either. Everything's just fist bumps and elbow touches and you know, that's it. And, you know, obviously the holiday season's coming up. People want to have, you know, family over and stuff like that. You know, the CDC just said the other day, hey, if you have people over and you're vaccinated, open a window, turn a fan on, keep, keep the ventilation going throughout wherever you're at. I would think that helps, but hey, I, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But I think part of the and that goes back to leadership. So like I said, I, I can't put it all on Duke. I, I think, you know, some of the information that we've seen has been, you know, conflicting, not necessarily misinformation, but it's been conflicting and it's not been consistent, but it's something that they're learning in, in fairness to those, the, those powers that be, they're learning on the fly as they go, as we are, we're learning something new every day, but you know, is there a fear of going out? I don't necessarily know that you should be fearful, but I think you should definitely be cautious. And I had to ask myself, is me going out being cautious affecting my ability to go out? You know, because there's been times where people hit me up, yo, man, we going, we'll be at such and such. We're going out for some drinks. And that sounds so cool. And it sounds so dope. And I mean, like, you know, 2019 i was there i was with you you know uh 2020 up until like march i was with you but now i mean like especially like this time of year because at the time of this recording is fall it's football season what better place to watch a football game than at a bar with a bunch of other sports fans shit not now <laughs> I'm at the crib, Jack. I'm on the deck, you know, watching watching the game like that. I'm chilling. I'm not, I don't want to be around people. And it's funny because like, even at my church, there was conversations that, you know, the summer that they were looking at going back into, you know, having service in, in the building in September. Well, September at the time of this recording has passed, but I wasn't going back in church. <laughs> Turn it right online. And I mean, there has to be a level of comfort for me. I like, you know, I feel more comfortable at a football game outside than I would sitting in a church where people are sitting close together. I'm assuming with their mask on, 
having service, singing, dancing, touching. Nah, I ain't with that. It'll be, yeah, I promise you, it'll be 2022 before I set my step my foot in my, in our church, which is dope because, I mean, we have a dope online service. So um, shout out to Pastor Lee. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, if you have fear about going out, I can't tell you that you shouldn't have fear. All I should, all I'm saying is that be careful, be cautious. Um, do whatever measures that it takes. It's unfortunate that, you know, the line in the sand has been drawn and I feel for people because again, you know, there are people who aren't getting vaccinated and they're put to shame for why they're not getting vaccinated. Everybody has their choice. And far be it for me to tell you that you're making a bad choice i just i i don't think here's the thing that here's my only issue with those who aren't vaccinated my only issue if there is an issue you hear them talk and the first thing they'll say is well hey i'm doing research no you ain't (laughs) well what more research do you need I would just respect it even more if you just said, look, man, you know what? I did my research. I'm not feeling it. I'm not taking it. Cool. I got no beef with that. You know, but don't lie. Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. I mean, don't lie to me. Come on, man. Like, you're not doing no research. You know, the the time out for research is, is long gone. How much time do you need to do research? Because my research took a couple of days and it took me a visit to the doctor and a, a long conversation with my one of my best friends. And that was it. I was convinced when I got off the phone with her. But going back to the conversation that I had with Cameron, you know, he, he mentioned that, you know, it wasn't fair. And I told him, I said, Cameron, I said, let me ask you something. I said, you're vaccinated, right? He said, yeah, dad. I said, hmm. I said, do you know anybody in your friend group, you know, your crew? So, you know, anybody that's had chicken pox? He's like, nah. I said, did your girlfriend have chicken pox? No. Anybody that you went to high school with had chicken pox that you know of? No. I said, anybody that you go to college with now that you, you know, kick it with, did they have chicken pox? No. I was like, do you know anybody (laughs) in your area of your range of the people that you grew up with that had chicken pox? And he said, no. I said, well, let me let you in on a little secret, Cameron. I said, when I was in the eighth grade, I got the chicken pox from one of my best friends. I said, and I'll never forget that day that I got chicken pox because it was about 85 degrees in Florence, South Carolina, in my hometown. And I was sitting outside and I was freezing. And I went home that day and these bumps started popping up everywhere. I said, I had the chicken pox. I said, but you know what happened? I said, somewhere around 1994, 95, they made a vaccine for chicken pox. 
I said, and subsequently after that, all the kids who entered school got vaccinated for chickenpox. I was like, now that day, I was the second person in eighth grade to get chickenpox, but the whole eighth grade at Williams Middle School got chickenpox. <laughs> the whole damn school. <laughs> it wasn't my fault, but I contributed to it because I remember that day I was dapping people up. We were hanging out at lunch. We were kicking and we were beatboxing and rapping and everything. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And I'm pretty sure that I affected at least, in, excuse me, infected at least 10 to 15 people, at least, including my math teacher. And it happened. But my point in telling Cameron that story was like, we got vaccinated. We got vaccinated for polio. We got vaccinated for rubella, all of this stuff that we had to get before we could even enter school. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Five, 10 years from now, when your kids or maybe your grandkids go to school, there will be a vaccination for COVID-19 or COVID-20 or COVID-21 or COVID-22. There will be a COVID vaccine that they will have to take prior to them going into school. It's going to happen. And had it happened you know, before I went to school, then maybe I don't catch chicken pox and give it to the entire eighth grade class at Williams Middle School. Maybe, maybe not. But because they made a vaccine in the mid 90s, by the time that Cameron's older brother, Dion, Cameron, Brandon, our daughter, Skylar, by the time all of them went to school, they were vaccinated for it. And that's why he can't find anybody of any of his friends that had chicken pox because they were vaccinated for it. So I'm a believer that vaccines do work. I've been vaccinated before. I've been vaccinated for a whole bunch of other stuff. And, you know, ultimately, there's going to come a point in time where, as Jamel said on the podcast, where you're going to need a booster shot. And when it's time for me to get a booster shot, I'll get a booster shot. I ain't tripping. I want to be here for as long as I can. I want to be as healthy as I can. I have four people who I live for. And, and well, five, you count my wife, but four people who are <laughs> totally unequivocally dependent upon me to be here. And so for me, it was a no brainer. Again, I'm not here to demonize people i'm not here to make anybody feel bad or anything like that but if you're on the fence or you're not sure do your research consult with your physician and go from there once you've done that if you still choose not to cool protect yourself protect yourself and protect others because just like i want to be here i want you to be here too Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.